in uh, I think Starbucks quarter one earnings call, going back to them as an example this year, uh, 72% of their sales were generated through app-based ordering or the drive-through. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of a five-part series where we are talking about coffee at scale with Tim Cox. Now, Tim, when we talk about convenience versus quality for coffee shops, help us define what convenience means and help us define what quality means. I think convenience is whatever makes a a customer feel like their experience was convenient and that for some people that might be not having to get out of their car for some people that might be not having to wait very long um and at the end of the day we all have our own perceptions of quality and i think uh the coffee as an industry has done a, a fairly good job of trying to tie some objectivity to it but flavor preferences it's all still subjective for the most part and i mean i always tell people that a quality cup of coffee is is the one that the person drinking it is enjoying Mm -hmm. um so i think you know both of those things at the end of the day are informed by the customer and what works for them and, and what they prefer um i think you know everybody wants to serve the highest level quality of coffee um i used to have my own cafe and i certainly wanted to do that. Um, But I think people overestimate often what percentage of their customer base cares as much as they do or can taste as well as they do. Um, I think people kind of try and guide their businesses as if their customer base is all specialty coffee baristas sometimes. Um, And at the end of the day, that's just simply not the case. Um, you just broke so, so many people's hearts, Tim. Uh, I know, I'm <laughs> um, certainly, you want the quality to be there. Um, but I think at a point, there starts to be diminishing returns when you, mm. when you fixate so much on, you know, was your shot to the gram that, you know, this time, or I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but, you know, people laser focus on all these like, nuances of of making an espresso and i think kind of uh don't see the forest for the trees sometimes um i I read a statistic from a uh, some deloitte research recently that um for 80 percent of customers right now they care more about convenience than they ever have since covid uh and that for more than half of those customers convenience actually matters more than the price and the quality um, when they decide where they're going to go. And so, I mean, you can agree or disagree that that would be your approach. But wow. at the end of the day, when you're serving customers, it's important to understand what it is that they want. Um, so I think, you know, absolutely focus on quality, focus on training, focus on the actual products that you're using and serving, um, but not at the expense of being able to deliver that uh, in the context of an experience that the customer is actually desiring. And convenience, often we, th- we think about technology, right? We think about the idea that apps help us make a lot of our products more accessible in a more convenient way where people can order from an app and the coffee's ready when they get to the store. Um, and technology plays a lot of the, the role in convenience, but also convenience can come in the way of communication 
I found. And that yep. sometimes convenience can be when you know as a business how to communicate to your customer in the sense, yeah. right? Like, A hundred percent. I mean, when you say that, it makes me think about reading um, the flavor descriptors on bags of coffee. 100%. Thank you nope. for going straight there. And, and I'll, I'll read a bag and it's like, this, this tastes like a cheramoya. And it's like, we're in the United States and nine out of 10 people haven't ever heard of a cheramoya that's not guiding their decision. It's not helpful. Like it might make your team feel good that at the yeah. cupping table, they had these really obscure terms to put out there. But I mean, at the end of the day, the reason the word is on the bag is to help somebody make a purchasing decision. And yeah. Um, people just get kind of silly with that stuff sometimes I think and and when you look at big brands right we're looking at scale in in this series so the the convenience around communication can we talk a little bit more about that because I feel like the intention spans have been hijacked by so many people like by so many things whether it's social media apps whether it be YouTube whether it be uh you know the noise I, I live in Dubai there's a lot of noise that kind of hijacks your attention yep. it can feel too much so when there's a convenient way of being communicated to by a brand what do you think that does for a client for for a customer i think you can make a lot of impact on a customer especially from an education perspective and um in leveraging how you can communicate conveniently to your point and i think um you know People in coffee often hate to give Starbucks credit for anything, um, but I think they do some interesting things. Uh -huh. uh, oh, topic like, you know, people will go into a specialty cafe and maybe they wait 10 minutes for their pour over. And a barista is so engaged making that pour over and making sure that they have their water pattern, you know, pouring properly that, that they have missed out on 10 minutes to actually communicate with their consumer, yeah. learn from them and teach them. Um, whereas I, I've been through Starbucks drive-throughs where the the side of the wall is is a mural of the coffee belt and mm. indicates on it, you know, Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn, and this is where coffee grows, and it highlights some of the producing countries. And I think that's a really cool opportunity for consumers to become educated without even realizing that they were, because they mm -hmm. see that enough times every day, and now they know where coffee's grown. Um, or feeling condescended to. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it hurts to say a little bit as, as somebody that loves coffee, but I think uh, there's the kind of uh, snobby barista archetype or stereotype mm. um, for a reason often. <laughs> and and people love to talk about hospitality and how that's at the core of what they do and uh I don't think they always act in a way that, that really exemplifies that that's at the core of what they're trying to do, unfortunately. And and that leans into quality as well, right? Like the quality of our communication, not just the convenience of our communication, but the quality of our communication is a part of the product when it comes to hospitality. And I think that we often miss that, whether we're communicating verbally, whether we're communicating on the wall whether we're communicating on the bag the quality of the communication that we've got is often a part of the product that we seem to dismiss the level of impact that it could have in the sales process 100 percent, and i think part of that is understanding 
what information a particular customer in an interaction actually is open to or wants mm. to know. Um, I think usually customers will do a good job of letting you know if they want to know that or not. You know, um, I, when I used to train baristas, I would tell them, you know, you need to be the expert. You need to know everything about this product that there is to know. And then you need to be prepared to tell that to almost nobody. Um, because, you know, you, a, a mom so takes true. a pool in the morning that's, you know, she didn't get good sleep last night and she's just trying to wake up with her cup of coffee, might not be that interested in learning about a microclimate in Antigua this morning, you know? Um, a lot of customers are, and they'll ask questions that, that, let, you, that let you know that, that that's the experience that they want. So I think that's kind of, you know, just going back to convenience can be different or different for different customers and the appropriate communication can be different for different customers. Tell me, do you think convenience trumps quality or quality trumps convenience? I mean, as a coffee drinker, uh, I feel like my answer is always going to be quality. Um, but I've I've paid a lot of money for a lot of fancy coffees at cafes that were underwhelming. Um, oh, what? I think at the end of the day, if I can just know that I'm going to get a, a pretty decent baseline level of quality um, without having to go too far out of my way, that uh, I'm probably at a point in my life now where where I would choose that. Um, I, I think if I if I really want to try some crazy coffee, I'm probably going to make it at home, uh, and. Uh, I, I'm probably leaning a little more towards convenience uh, these days, and I, I think a lot of people are. I mean, I, I in uh, I think Starbucks quarter one earnings call, going back to them as an example, this year, seventy-two uh, percent of their sales were generated through app-based ordering or the drive-through. Friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024, and I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roses Village will be a one-of-a-kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups, Poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at dubai.worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. Wow. Um, and, you know, obviously that doesn't extrapolate necessarily to, to a boutique cafe, but no. I think that, you know, it is a good indication of where the market is going. Um and and I think that those are all things that people need to be aware of. Like maybe your concept isn't a drive-through, um, but 
that doesn't mean you can't consider other ways that you can facilitate convenience throughout the experience that you are offering. If two friends and I went for a coffee uh, maybe last week in Dubai. Uh, I got, my friend and I got two Yemenis pour overs and another friend got a Cortado and the bill was the equivalent of $120. Wow. And I was so fucking angry at how average that coffee tasted. <laughs> yeah. It's, first of all, like the, the whole experience was the epitome of everything we've talked about. The person came and took the order at the table and uh, and I said to him, what, what coffee do you like at the moment? He said, Yemeni is very good, ma'am. And I said, oh, great. Well, I'll have a Yemeni. And my friend ordered a Yemeni. And uh, the 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 barista said, mm, a little bit more expensive than the other coffees, man. <laughs> At least they told it, you. It, it was a little bit more expensive. He did not tell me the extent of oh, how okay. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was about 300% more expensive than the other. <laughs> but the, the, the price wasn't even the thing I was really that jacked off about. The part I was really pissed about was the fact that it didn't deliver. And, and the coffee didn't communicate what the words on the menu said. And the barista didn't communicate. It, like all of it was a mismatch. And so then yeah. you know that you're not going in there for a convenient experience and then you kind of get disappointed by that whole experience. You feel like you wish you hadn't spent $120 on three coffees, even when you yeah. were going to be okay with spending $120 on three coffees. But – like it's a treat, right? Nobody goes and spends $120 on three coffees every day. It was a treat for a special occasion for us. And then you just think, mm, I don't, it was memorable for the wrong reason. And we don't want our yeah. customers walking away for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that to your question earlier of convenience and quality, um, you've got to at least do one of them really well. Really uh, well. <laughs> there's a place for everything. Some people only want the convenient experience. Some people are much more excited about the quality experience. And, uh, you know, to your point of, of that visit to a cafe, if you're not delivering on either of those things, uh, you're probably in for a little bit of trouble. Yeah, that's when you're failing across the, the whole thing. Sure. You know, I was talking with an Uber driver recently and – he he said to me, what do you do? And I said, I'm in the coffee industry. He said, you know, I'm a tea drinker until recently. I'm like, okay, well, what changed? And he said, I picked up an Uber passenger. This was when I was back in Australia. Um, I picked up an Uber passenger and she, she asked me to stop at a 7-Eleven to get a coffee. I'm like, okay. And he said, I got really disappointed when she bought me a coffee. But I felt rude not to have it, so I had it. And I drank it. I asked her to go and get me some sugar. I put four sugars in it. And then I realized the next day I got up and I was craving another one of these coffees. And I've had yeah. one every day since then. I'm like, okay, can, can I ask why you don't go to a cafe and get it? And he said, well, because it's $1.99, first of all. 
It's convenient, second of all. And third of all, I don't get judged for my four sugars at 7-Eleven, but I do get judged at a cafe. That experience delivered for him on every single level. He said it tastes great, yeah. it's convenient, the price is right, and I don't feel like shit. Yeah. I, I love hearing things like that because, yeah. you know, obviously if you're going to like a convenience store, it's in the name, convenience. Yeah. And, and that's the primary motivating factor for most people to be going there. But when you see companies in segments like that, especially at scale, invest in even elevating the quality you know, just tiny incremental levels, yeah. the impacts that that has on the market and on customers, um, you, you know, those ripple effects really, they make so much of a difference. When I was at World Coffee Conference in India earlier this year, the main message from the president of the ICO was that we need to get more people consuming coffee and we yep. need to get them consuming more cups of coffee. I got to tell you of all the things out there in the market, what 7-Eleven is doing, and clearly this is not an ad for 7-Eleven, but I have heard it more times than not. The people are moving, particularly in Australia, people are finding the convenience and the quality ratio that that 7-Eleven figured out. They are finding that a charm and that, and it is driving more consumers to coffee. And that leads the market, you know, when, when somebody at that sort of scale is making clear investments in quality, you know, converting stores from uh, glass pots to espresso machines and being to cut. Yeah. Um, every other operator is looking to some of these larger companies to see what direction the market's going so that they can inform their own decisions. And I think, you know, you fast forward five years, a couple of these brands started making these steps and then you know a few years down the road convenience coffee is so much better than it was five years prior and and that opens up the market for more of those people to transition to specialty cafes as well that might have never you know i mean to the point of your uber driver he wasn't even a coffee drinker so he's obviously not going to convert to going to specialty cafes maybe he will maybe he won't now but it's another person drinking coffee and that Mm. that i'm I think we said it in the first episode, but a rising tide lifts all ships, and and I truly believe that that that's accurate. Yeah. In in the next episode, we're going to talk about the approach or the mindset of running a business, and and when like uh, when running a business in coffee is actually a business versus when it's actually just a, an expensive hobby, and I think that the the convenience model is something that could be a real game changer for people who want to shift things more in in the direction of a business rather than uh, an expensive hobby. So join us for the next episode, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.